Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Weekend Review on WAYOLP Freakin' Rochester, also on Apple Freakin' Podcast, Freakin' Spotify, SoundCloud, even if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, my name is Taylor the Sandman Freakin' Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is Sandy the Sandman Farkas coming via satellite freaking New York from Doug Jordan's garage, and then bringing up the rear, Doug the Slug himself, the Doug Master, coming from his own freaking domicile, geez louise, down on my knees, also via the great freaking satellite in the sky. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, the month is February. Black History Month, Uyghurs and Tweakers. Jeez Louise, down to my knees. And I would be remiss if I didn't say a few words about it because this is not a history freaking radio show. This is a show about news. And Jeez Louise, down to my knees. I feel like if we start talking about black history, we will find ourselves in a great deal of trouble, Uyghurs and Tweakers. But we have never mentioned black history before, and for that, we wanted to apologize and say that we will do our best to keep it in our minds, but not attempt to let it spew forth from our mouths. We are not qualified. And geez Louise, down on my knees, the only thing that we are qualified to do is talk about our week and last week's news and discussions, and gen- generally a some sort of freaking segment at the end. So, geez louise, down on my knees, I did want to mention this. In the back of Ortego Grill, and Sandy the Sandman Fargus can freaking corroborate this. We have established a war room. Because, geez louise, down on my knees, last week, weakers and tweakers that listen know, we found ourselves at the cusp of freaking radio war number two the great second radio war evan dawson the host of wxxi freaking connections is back with a vengeance he had sandy the sandman freaking farkas ejected from his local grocer and i said geez louise down on my knees he is if you have ever seen evan dawson he has a slime about his skin i don't know where it comes from but wherever he goes a trail follows him from behind of slime. So we knew that, geez louise, down on my knees, the offices of our week in review were no longer safe. The stace and brass that check in from time to time at freaking W-A-Y-O-L-B-G-T-Q freaking Rochester have always been on breathing down our necks. Geez louise, down on my knees, and they kowtow to the great freaking Evan Dawson. They fear him, but we do not. So we have made a war room and we are exacting our retaliation upon him. We are planning it. We are in the planning stages, Weakers and Tweakers. And Sandy Sandman Farkas can tell you all about that. Please do, Sandy Farkas. Jeez, um, please. I'm sorry. What did, what did you just, what did you just, what did you, what did you say to me? We are trying to trap Dawson in a web of lies and... Basically, yeah, I, yeah, I know that. What do you want to basically yeah. drown the man in the filth that he spews out from his own mouth? And it is taking a lot of planning, and it is not going well. But we do have a war room in the back of freaking Ortego Grill, where we have been meeting every night. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm freaking happy to freaking uh, freaking corroborate. Uh, is my freaking saying that right? Freaking crop. Uh, I'm happy to freaking corroborate. Uh, freaking happy to freaking corroborate that. Uh, that yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. True. I showed up to the war room, and I said, "Sandy, I have an idea." And I pulled from my freaking tote bag a box, a rectangular box with the words mousetrap on it. And I said, is there some way that we can get Dawson trapped like the mouse gets trapped in this board game, but in real life, can we build this bigger for Dawson? I mean, obviously this is too small for Dawson to fit inside, but if we built a bigger one with a ladder and a little basket that comes down atop him, and then we would have him right where we want him. I'm not sure you understood what I was talking about then, and I am not sure you understand what I am talking about now. Um, I absolutely did understand what you were saying. Um, in that moment, um, I was more concerned why you why you had to bring a freaking uh, a mousetrap board game to the war room to show me when, in fact, uh, you know, I, I you could have just mentioned the, like the game mousetrap, and then it wasn't until uh, I, you opened up the box and it was filled with freaking uh, exiled freaking sandwiches. And I realized you brought uh, freaking uh, lunch for the freaking war room, uh, which was freaking greatly appreciated. Although your egg salad is nowhere near as good as the freaking food you can get at freaking the Ortego Grill yeah. for a very low price of freaking twelve ninety nine. Pretty much everything on there is twelve ninety nine. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, we are in the planning stages, and Weakers and Tweakers are encouraged to help. Although we can't ask you to do that, we can encourage help. We can't elicit it, Uyghurs and Tweakers, but Dawson has us at our throats. So, geez Louise, that's all I know how to say at this point. I'm, I am at a loss for words for once in my life. Jeez. Sandy, so the only plan... Oh, sorry. Doug, gonna, please, go ahead. The only plan that you have to thwart Evan Dawson is that it needs to be like the board game Mousetrap at this Doug, point. You need to freaking speak when freaking spoken to it, Doug, I mean, at this point, it is between that and going back to our old plan of getting the documents from Dawson, which we know is easier said than done, Doug. And the, re- the main reason why it's it's even harder to get the freaking documents is because I already freaking got them all and freaking destroyed them all, too, back in the freaking day. So any freaking document that he would have now that would that could link him to whatever we're freaking assuming he's linked to, uh, I mean, he's got that freaking under serious lock and freaking key, and I don't even know if I could get to it. So the only way, the only real freaking possible freaking solution, I'm very freaking by the way, uh, freaking Diggins, uh, to be honest with you. Um, God bless you. Man, thank you for the blessing. Uh, the only the only uh, solution to this freaking problem is to finish the freaking fortification of your freaking domicile, uh, as we begun quite a few weeks ago, and turn your freaking the tunnels in your freaking basement into an elaborate freaking game of mousetrap. Yes, and then we lure Dawson in. Yeah, but can we use like the Ortego Grill instead of my house? Maybe we already little... begun. We already begun the fortification process. We can't fortify freaking the Ortego Grill. Doug, I mean, this is a freaking family restaurant, uh, a freaking fantastic one, if I'm being freaking honest with you as well. I had freaking uh, a mudslide, uh, which is something that I had never freaking had before. Uh, Larry Brown whipped me up a freaking mudslide that you wouldn't freaking believe. Yes, it is freaking twelve ninety nine, which is a little freaking steep, but it was freaking delicious. And uh, and I believe this. He forgot to second me. Uh, he forgot to charge me for the second one. So. And the thing about it, Doug, is I have already begun hiding cheese around your domicile. To lure Dawson in. He gets a whiff of that cheese. He comes sniffing around. Next thing you know, he's covered in a basket. 
Yeah, how does that make any sense, though? Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring and agree with you on that one, Doug. The uh, the cheese idea, I don't believe uh, was necessarily a uh, did not originate as an idea to entrap Dawson. I believe that Taylor would you know come over to your house a few times and. Uh, begin to eat some cheese and would misplace it and leave it around the house and find it later, maybe take a bite. And now there just so happens to be quite a few uh, chunks of freaking cheese in your basement. Uh, although I'm not sure, maybe freaking Dawson would be attracted to the freaking cheese, but in order to freaking even get that into the realm of freaking possibility, we got him to get near your freaking domicile. And it's entirely freaking uh, uh, hard to freaking uh, fathom a, a freaking scenario where that comes to freaking uh, fruition uh, because and this is what I was afraid to freaking tell freaking Uyghurs and Uyghurs. Uh Dawson, since my freaking run in it with him, has been freaking completely freaking MIA. It is very freaking suspicious. You know, radio yeah. silence. Except he's still on his show, but yeah, well, he's still doing the radio show, obviously. Uh, but he, but other than that, he is absolutely freaking radio silent. I have not. No one has freaking heard freaking hide nor hair of the man. Um, which right now, actually makes the freaking war room look uh, quite freaking dismal because i bought so much freaking red yarn uh for that freaking war room where i'm freaking um go ahead and freaking you know uh stick something in the wall so i have a very little car that says wegmans a freaking uh, piece of yarn connected to it that says dawson and then and then that is all i have and i've got so much freaking yarn right now that i'm not freaking using because those are the only two freaking pieces of freaking evidence that we're freaking going on right now and I have been buying so many different types of cheese because I don't know what kind of cheese he is most attracted to. I have Havarti, Doug Jordan, blue cheese, cranberry cheese, cheddar cheese, sharp and both mild, yellow and white. And geez Louise, American cheese. I've been throwing slices everywhere I go trying to leave a, a freaking trail of freaking cheese crumbs leading him back to the freaking domicile. Yeah, I, I don't think that Evan Dawson has the scent of, of a mouse, and I don't think that he's going to be interested. No, you're right. He's got, the scent of a, he's got the scent of a freaking rat. Very good, uh, Doug Master. A freaking, uh, I'm circle gets a freaking whatever the freaking saying is. Yeah. So, geez, Louise, down at my knees, that's where we're at. Any help would be greatly appreciated. If, if you could find out what kind of cheese he likes, geez, Louise, down at my knees. So... Well, we got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get into that, we have to ask Doug Zordon how his week was, how he is. God bless him. And geez Louise, down on my knees, how was his week? Uh, okay. Uh, thank you for the blessing. I and I'm not almost horny. skipped you. I mean, we did. I, you could have just skipped me. It, we we would have been fine. But, you know, not a whole lot happened. I, I guess I played online games uh, on on PlayStation. Uh, on my PlayStation five that I got myself for Christmas. Uh, and I was a little surprised at some of the language that some of these kids were using on there. So that, I mean, that was my week. I was a little upset by it. You know, kids were uh, calling me names and, and picking on me quite a bit. Um, I didn't like it very much. Can you tell us some of the names that they used? They were very bad names. I, you know, I can't say them on the radio, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, uh, the, there were some very bad ones. And there was also a, a couple of younger, uh, kids on the chat that were also calling me names, uh, like doo-doo head and, uh, stinky and stinky face. And how did that make you feel? I'm, you know, uh, it, uh, it was upsetting all around, but I you know, those were a little less uh, upsetting than the, than the other ones I heard, but you know, not very good. And now you are at the precipice. 
You are at the threshold, the doorway that you will pass through. A decision needs to be made, Doug Jordan. How will you exact your revenge and retaliation? Well, I mean, you know, uh, it's uh, an online game, so maybe I'll, I'll, it's anonymous is what I'm trying to say. Are you, no are you suggesting that you may end up freaking bullying these children right back? or? I mean, I'll probably just keep playing the game and, and hope I don't get in, in the same rooms as uh, some of these mean mean guys. But you do agree that you are being freaking bullied by children? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. If you want to, if you just want to say you, that. They call you stuff like face or fish monster or whatever it is. In fact, could you send some fish to their house and say they're going to be sleeping with the fizzes and then they open it up the newspaper wrapping and it's a dead fish, rotten with maybe a bomb inside of it. I don't want I don't know. I you probably shouldn't say that on the radio, but just I was just speaking from the heart. So, and there is there's a hilarious freaking thing that I've heard that some of these uh, these freaking online video game bullies do where they will call the freaking FBI or the freaking SWAT team and they will say uh, this this person is a freaking terrorist and they will get the freaking SWAT team to go to their freaking house and barge down the doors and freaking waste everybody's freaking time and it's quite quite the freaking quite the freaking hilarious freaking prank if you're asking me. Yeah, the SWAT team breaks in, Doug Jordan. They kick down the door, guns drawn. They start firing on everyone, wasting everybody, as Sandy was saying. And geez Louise, down on my knees, when they're finished, there isn't a beating heart in the house. Just a thought. So, I mean, they're just mean to me. I don't want to... Well, you got to make sure that you do this to them before they end up freaking doing it to you because I live at your house. So freaking SWAT team freaking comes knocking on the garage door. You know, luckily that place is freaking fortified. So, yeah, maybe we maybe dig through the tunnels and get to the freaking Canada. Yeah. So weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We've got a great freaking show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussing. If you want to call in, join the conversation. Call 513-914-6201. That's the our week freaking hotline. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. We might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Gordon Ramsay made headlines when a diner at one of his restaurants was shocked after spending $41 for a burger and fries, according to Insider. A traveler took to Twitter to share their bill from Ramsay's plain food after dining at London's Heathrow Airport location. The itemized bill showed the total costing 30 pounds and 25 pence, roughly $41 for a short rib burger, triple cooked chips, and a Coke. Included in the bill was a cover charge, service charge, and 5% tax. After the post went viral, many commenters took to Twitter to defend the high price, saying it is at par with food costs within security zones at airports around the world. So, geez louise, down on my knees. $41 for a burger and fries. That sounds a little steep, especially since I've been dining so often at the Ortego Grill. $12.99, you get a biggest burger you ever see, and you get a box of fries, endless fries. If you can get freaking Larry Brown to drop another basket in the fry. So, Doug Jordan, would you pay this much for a delicious burger of short ribs? Uh, They're not even not- long ribs, Doug Jordan. Yeah, not. I don't think willingly, but you know, I, I've all I've always had this problem with airports. Everything in an airport is, is so ridiculously overpriced; it's insane. You know, you you just want to buy a bottle of water. It costs freaking ten dollars, and you go, you leave, you get out of the airport, you go to the gas station. Guess what? Same bottle of water costs one one dollar. So it doesn't make any freaking sense. Jeez, let me settle down. It's, it's just just a freaking question about a freaking funny news story. It doesn't need to 
I'm going to need to get all freaking fired up. Yeah, geez louise, down on my knees. Listen, I can see this is going nowhere. We have developed a new system. A perfect system. It is called the R-Week Filing System. Now, there are six categories in the R-Week Filing System. The first one is self-help, inspirational. The second is horror. The third is action. The fourth is comedy. The fifth is drama. And the sixth is folktale. Now, where would we categorize this story into? Doug Jordan, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, self-help and inspirational because I, I want the airports to stop serving food so high. Jeez, I didn't see that one. I thought this was, I don't know, maybe more of a comedy, comedy of errors, perhaps. Maybe if you you should eat outside of the freaking airport, Sandy Fargus. I, yeah, I was going with freaking horror because this is freaking, this feels like the fifth week in a row that we've, we've somehow managed to talk about freaking the terminal starring freaking Tom Hanks. And this is the first thing that I thought of is, is that freaking movie is so freaking boring and so freaking stupid. And somehow we keep going back to freaking airports these days. And, uh, yeah. and for me, I'm going to go ahead and file this under freaking horror as number two in the freaking hour week filing system, not to be confused with the eight hour week, uh, freaking eight category freaking systems uh freaking analysis and um i'm freaking i'm freaking drunk jeez louise i just realized i'm freaking i'm freaking drunk right now well god bless you thank you last week an alabama man was surprised when he awoke to find a woman holding a bag of pepperonis and drinking a soda in his home according to abc ktxs 12. Police in Mobile, Alabama, responded to an early morning call after a man woke up to find a woman in his bedroom drinking a Coca-Cola and holding a bag of pepperonis in, from his fridge. According to reports, the man had to physically remove the woman who said she was cold and hungry from his apartment. The woman was later found in a nearby church where she was taken into custody on charges of burglary. So, geez louise, down on my knees. A hardened criminal captured at last and not a moment too soon doug jordan this is a freaking intruder doug jordan she's lucky she wasn't killed why are you addressing me with this story it's called a conversation you give an idea and then the other person gives an idea back yeah but why why is it why can't you say it to sandy why is it pointed at me about pepperoni because sandy agrees with me doug i can see it in his eyes sandy fargus uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with Doug on this one. Uh, I have more than once been caught in quite a compromising freaking situation with a freaking bag of freaking pepperones on me, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, and geez louise, I, if I had a freaking dime for every time uh, I was lucky enough that no one called the freaking police on me, I would have about freaking maybe freaking 30 cents because I think it only happened three times. But yeah. geez louise, it is not the type of thing that you call the freaking authorities about. There is no freaking criminal eating a bag of freaking pepperoni and freaking slurping on a freaking Coca-Cola in the middle of the freaking night, especially not if you're freaking cold and hungry. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's breaking and entering. You know, she technically broke into his house and, and entered entered the house. Well, what would so, you, so why is it called breaking and entering, Doug Jordan? Do people sometimes break in and not enter? They just break in? I mean, that's got to be why it's called breaking in and entering, right? Otherwise, it would just be called a, there was a break-in. But what would be the point of that? Uh, 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 vandalism you get back at somebody so you unlock someone you unlock someone's door and open it up and let it swing in the breeze and then make your freaking getaway yeah that's a perfect crime Doug Judd yeah this is why you were not in charge of any of the freaking pranks 
this is why they created freaking criminal mischief because if, if you ever did that to someone I would hope you went to freaking jail because that's a freaking abysmal freaking attempt at a prank yeah they'd arrest you for a terrible prank so last week a British man who changed his legal name to Celine Dion during an episode of drunkenness said he has no plans to change it back according to ET Canada the man formerly known as Thomas Dodd from Staffordshire England was inspired to make the name change while watching a concert of the Canadian singer on YouTube Dion who claimed he was drunk at the time filed the electronic paperwork online and paid the fee to change his name according to Dion he had forgotten about the incident and nearly fainted upon receiving a confirmation letter quote my initial concern was how on earth do i tell the hr department at work that i need to change my email footer but soon dion had grown accustomed to the name change and now says he plans to keep the moniker quote i have no desire to change it again i'm a hundred percent committed he said that is until i have a bit too much to drink so, geez, Louise, down on my knees, we want to do a little roundtable panel discussing what famous singer would you change your name to? So, why don't we start with Doug the Slug Jordan? Doug, if you could change your name to a beautiful, lustrous singer with the voice of gold, who would it be? Yeah, I, I'm ill-prepared because I made up my own name that I would I would use as a singer, not a famous singer. I, I misunderstood your message earlier this week. Jesus. So, but I can tell you that that name is Bobby Gondola. Well, that doesn't, yeah. Um, I have a few, I, it's okay. I, I, I went ahead and came up with a few um, ideas for freaking Doug, actually, if you, if you wouldn't mind please, taking a please, stab at this. Uh, I figured maybe you could go by, uh, because of your friend, uh, your love of freaking Jello, maybe you could go by freaking Jello Biafra. Uh, and you're, and you're good, right? Make a whole album of you freaking sucking down freaking cups of freaking Jello. You could sing with the jello in your mouth, Doug Jordan. Also, I thought maybe you could go by freaking uh, old dirty bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was that's, that was that was it. Well, Doug's, get, Doug's getting a little bit old these days. Getting a little. Sometimes, uh, sometimes in the morning, I, he, I, he walks by me. I catch a waft of his freaking stink before he's gotten into the shower, and it's freaking putrid. He's, the man smells like freaking fish, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, freaking wingers and twiggers. The man constantly smells like freaking fish. Yeah, well, so maybe old, old stinky bastard or old or freaking Doug, the freaking Doug Master General, freaking uh, uh, stinks, sir stinks a lot, like sir mix a lot. I, I don't understand why you're hurting me right now. Well, I mean, you you said freaking Tommy Gondola, which is not Bobby a Gondola. Okay, I applaud your effort, Doug Jordan, Sandy Farkas. How about for yourself? Uh, well, back in the day when I was living in uh, uh, Mexico uh, for um, a short stint, um, when people sometimes would ask me what my name was, uh, they I noticed they would have a hard time, uh, you know, pronouncing freaking uh, pronouncing freaking Sandy freaking the Sandman freaking um, Sandy uh, Sandy freaking Sandman Sam. Uh, anyway, I started just telling them my name was freaking Enrique Iglesias. Uh, which they had no problem freaking saying. So, um, interestingly enough, I did go by Enrique Iglesias uh, quite a bit back uh, during that period of time. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. And, geez, Louise, down on my knees, you are as dapper as the man himself. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for the freaking blessing. Yeah. I thought Tracy Chapman would be my name because I have always loved his music. And... Of course, I love the song Fast Car because I have always thought of it as my relationship with Sandy Farkas. Mm. B- because Sandy Farkas wants to drive his car very fast and very drunk. 
Yeah, and, well, yeah, that's true. And sometimes when I would be in the car with him, I'd say, Sandy, I'd be in the back seat. Sandy would be in the front, just the two of us. He'd be drunk as the dickens, swerving around, and I'd say, Sandy, let's just get out of here. Let's just kick the crumbs of this town off of our boots and make our way to freaking, yep, you freaking guessed it, Hollywood, where we could basically do this show, but just at Hollywood, and I'm sure it would be a big hit. Maybe get a couple of phone calls on the freaking hotline once in a while. Yeah. So. Last week, fruit product giant Kraft unveiled their latest heartwarming concoction just in time for Valentine's Day, according to Chewboom.com. For Valentine's Day 2021, Kraft will be launching a limited edition candy Kraft mac and cheese. According to representatives from Kraft, the new product is said to contain the same cheesy ingredients fan know and love, but will come with an optional candy flavor packet to turn the mac and cheese pink and add hints of sweet candy flavor. Kraft is giving away 1,000 boxes of candy, craft, and cheese. Entry must be received by February 8th. No purchase necessary. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Doug Jordan, take it to the freaking sports desk. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay, here's the sports desk. With uh, I'm not prepared uh, for this, but I, uh, I guess my first reaction is this is just freaking disgusting, and I would never, I would never eat it. Yeah, I agree with you because yeah. I I feel like if you want to make Kraft mac and cheese sweet, you just pour ketchup on it. I mean, that's really the only way to eat it. It should be called ketchup and macaroni with some cheese. It makes a weird reddish color. It's delicious. Does anybody else eat their mac and cheese with ketchup on it? No, I no. Yeah, no. I think that is disgusting as well. I think that's man. Both of these sound disgusting. Candy mac and cheese. Mac and cheese with ketchup. Um, yeah, both sound disgusting to me. Both good for Valentine's Day. Cut up some hot dogs in the shape of hearts. I mean, hot hot dogs are good to add to the macaroni and cheese, but I wouldn't add candy as well. You know, I was really more prepared for the Bobby Gondola thing. I had a whole, I had a whole thing. Oh well, then please tell us your whole thing that you were going to say. What is Bobby Gondola? Some Vegas lounge singer? No, I, 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 he's the guy that sings on the boats, that drives the boats in, in Italy with the sticks. What kind they're, of... they're called gondolas. And I would wear one of those flat hats and a, and a red and white striped shirt all the time. And, you know, I would, I would, the idea would be that I would drive the gondola and I would also sing at the same time. So every, you would have to book a, an appearance on my gondola to see me sing. Wow. Now you have painted quite a freaking portrait. Yeah, Thank you, you. You really thought about that one. I give you an A for effort, but I give you an F for understanding the freaking topic. Well, I, I assumed that I would be a famous singer. Well, yeah, but the, the idea was not to just create a famous singer who doesn't exist. Doug, the point of the segment was not to imagine a life other than your own. Yeah. It was to choose a freaking uh, pre-existing freaking singer's name and, and, and give it to yourself as a gift. I, that was unclear. Now, what you have given yourself now is a, a vision of a future that you will never find, Doug. Yeah, I feel like you are getting a bit hung up on it, and now you you are just setting yourself up for disappointment, Doug Doran. I mean, I could still I could be Bobby Gondola someday. Who's to say where I'm going to be in in five, ten, fifteen years? You know. Yeah, but Bobby Gondola doesn't have a son and a wife. You'd have to leave them behind. I could take care of them. That's true. That's true. You are primed in that department. Yeah, thank you for thank you for the buzzing. Dumb. Last week, former QAnon conspiracy theorist apologized to Anderson Cooper for thinking he quote ate babies according to Inquisitor. 
Cooper invited former QAnon follower Jitarth Jadija on his CNN show to discuss some of the conspiracy theories that have affected many undereducated people in the nation. Quote, did you at the time believe the Democrats, high-level Democrats and celebrities, were worshipping Satan and drinking the blood of children, Cooper asked him. Jadija, who lives in Sydney, Australia, abandoned the movement in 2019 after watching QAnon debunking videos on YouTube. Anderson, I thought you did that, he responded, and I would like to apologize for that right now. So I apologize for thinking that you ate babies, but yeah, 100%. Jadija also stated that many QAnon followers believe Cooper is a robot and that people behind their mysterious leader Q, quote, were actually a group of fifth dimensional, intradimensional, extraterrestrial, bipedal bird aliens called Blue Alien. So... Jesus Louise down on my knees. Sandy Farkas, help me out with this one. There is a lot freaking going on. Uh, a lot to go, a lot of going on, a lot to freaking decipher uh, here. Uh, what you have is, um, well, first of all, I want to say this, get this out in the open. This is classic freaking uh, uh Jadija. Uh, and he, he, the thing about him is, and that I love is that he freaking tells it like it is. Yeah. He looks, or he looks the camera, he looks right in the freaking lens. He says, Look, look, you're not going to like some of the things that I'm about to say, but this, this is the way it is. And I, and he doesn't freaking apologize, which I freaking love. It makes for freaking great radio and great um, TV or wherever he's, whatever he's on. And I'm, a, I'm an absolutely freaking huge fan. Uh, do I believe some of this? Um, there's not exactly any proof that there aren't freaking fifth dimension, interdimensional, extraterrestrial, bipedal bird aliens called blue alien. You know? That's um, a good point. Yeah. So who am I to say one way or the, or the other? I don't freaking know. Yeah. That's something that when people make these claims, everybody looks at them like they're crazy. But a very simple answer to this would be, well, then prove it. If there isn't one, show me that there isn't a fifth dimension. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, is it's just sort of, uh, you know, accepting that I'm, you know, I have no idea. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there no? I'm, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I could easily see a bipedal bird alien that's called a blue alien, but. I mean, I haven't, but I haven't seen proof that there isn't one because right. I've never even seen one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that seems pretty cut and dry, Doug Jordan. Honestly, that's a freaking beautiful way to uh, that's a beautiful way to put it, Doug Jordan. Uh, and I hope you were listening. Uh, and and I and I couldn't freaking agree with you more. I just I I can't get over the fact that they just they're called Blue Alien. I feel like there could have been a better name they gave them than Blue Alien. Like they could have made up some word like Cor- Corgarth or something. Here's the thing, Doug. In the world of the QAnon thinkers, they could just make something up, obviously, because a lot of this stuff kind of sounds made up. But it would be dishonest to just come up with a better sounding name to make it more believable when the name that these aliens have is Blue Alien. And that's all of them. They're all Blue Alien. They don't use plurals. In fact, they don't even speak English. They speak some code language with beeps and boops and sounds that would make you shudder and cream your so but wouldn't they have to speak english if they're they're the democrats the blue well, aliens not if, not if they want everybody to freaking their panties doug yeah geez, they're, they're saying that blue alien are, are democrats and anderson cooper 
Right. So that they so they learn freaking. They don't know what they're saying when they're speaking English. It's a it's a what do you call it? It's a cloaking freaking mechanism. You know, they they're making. They've heard the sounds we make, so they freaking regurgitate them. Um, but in reality, if we were to hear their natural voices, we would indeed freaking cream in our as 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 Dwell Taylor so freaking eloquently put it just a moment ago. Yeah. And I actually think that you misread that. Because it says that the mysterious leader, their mysterious, the people, the people, this is where they're trying to throw us off the scent. The people behind the mysterious leader, Q, quote, were actually a group of fifth dimensional, intra-dimensional, extraterrestrial, bipedal bird aliens called Blue Alien. All right. Yeah, the Democrats uh, eat the drink, uh, drink children, uh, drink, drink the blood of freaking children. Yeah. So, Doug Zordon. Q is a good guy to them. So okay. Q, so Q is the is being supported by the bipedal bird aliens called Blue Alien or as you so eloquently put it Comdarth or whatever the word that you said. Nonsense baby talk. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, Doug, yeah I'm, sorry, imagine, I misunderstood. Doug, please shut up. Imagine this is freaking a, oh, uh, one of the films in the freaking Biohacker trilogy. Q is freaking, would be freaking Biohacker in this freaking scenario, and he is working for the freaking Blue Alien, who is a group of freaking uh, all-knowing uh, people who, when they speak, they their freaking panties. And the bad guys uh, would be the freaking children, uh, the blood drinkers. Yeah, it would be the children that are trying to yeah. poison people with their poisonous blood, Doug Jordan. So. And the and Jitharth Jadija would be the freaking narrator, and um, and you wouldn't be able to understand a freaking word he says. He didn't. I don't believe he freaking speaks a word of freaking English. Yeah, I don't know how Anders and Cooper had this conversation. To be honest with you. Last week, rumors about Fraser reboot uh, made headlines as sources said Paramount Plus is eyeing a deal and filming could begin this summer, according to Deadline. Producer and star of the revitalized show Kelsey Grammer has been reportedly shopping the reunion idea to executives for over two years. According to inside sources, both Grammer and co-star David Hyde Pierce are in talks to return. Fraser ran for on NBC from 1993 to 2004 and co-star Jan Leaves, Perry Gilpin, and the late John Mahoney. The series won 37 Emmy Awards, geez louise, including five consecutive Emmys for Outstanding Comedy Series. So, God bless them, they're back. Doug Jordan, Sandy Farkas, someone please help me with this story. That's, that, this one, this, I, I freaking field my time to freaking Doug because I know that he is a freaking, uh, Fraser freaking fanatic and, uh, he listens to it. He, you, you often watch Fraser to fall asleep at night. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Doug Jordan. Yes. If you are such a Fraser fan, how did the show series leave off and where are they going next? That, you know, that's why I'm a little confused about this whole thing, uh, because in the final episode, uh, Martin Frazier's uh, father, who lives with him and, and sleeps on a chair in the living room, uh, he he gets married and moves away. So, you know, there Frazier is all alone. Then Frazier's freaking girlfriend, Charlotte, at the time, who he's freaking madly in love with, also freaking moves away to Chicago. Then freaking Niles and Daphne, Daphne, who used to be the caretaker for freaking Martin, who lived in the freaking house that Frazier lived in, are expecting a freaking baby in Seattle. And Frazier gets offered a freaking job in San Francisco and Frazier declines it. Uh, so, you know, so obviously Frazier and Niles and Daphne are probably still in Seattle and Martin is freaking dead in real life. So I don't know what they're going to do to bring him back to the show. So I, I don't really know what's going to go on. Maybe it's going to start. Here's what I'm thinking. It's going to start at the funeral for their freaking dad. 
and that's going to be really freaking dark. And then Frazier is going to freaking Frazier is retired from the radio and he gets freaking a phone call and it's Roz. Who's the station manager, Frazier's old station manager. And Roz says, Frazier, we need you to come back. And Frazier says, I'm listening. And that's how the show starts. Frazier is. Wait, is that because Frazier is a therapist? Yeah, he's a therapist. Have you ever seen Cheers? He's, he was a therapist in Cheers. Cheers takes place in Boston, starring Sam and Diane, and they had the hots for each other. And I know eventually, even though it didn't happen on the show, they had sex with each other. Yeah, and, and Frazier. Coach was watching, playing with himself. Coach was there too, yep. He because he freaking offs himself. Yeah, he dies. That was the last last time he freaking played with himself. He was freaking offing himself too. And what's what we call freaking double whammy in the freaking uh, in the freaking business? And then they replaced him with Jesus. Uh, He's down on my knees. Woody Harrelson playing himself. Playing playing with himself. Playing yeah. himself and playing with himself. Well, he had to still replace. Alive, still with us. He had to place the coach, and the coach played with himself quite often. Half of that show. There was a coach episode of Frasier where Woody Harrelson comes back for it's a two episode mini mini arc. And maybe they could bring Woody Harrelson back for the entire new season of Frasier. Yeah, that'd be something. Last week, a federal class action lawsuit filed in the state of California claimed that Subway's tuna does not contain fists, according to NBC News. Although the lawsuit does not mention the alleged composition of the tuna, it does state that, quote, the products are made from a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. A representative of Subway told the Washington Post that claims are without merit. Subway's website currently list a tuna sandwich as flake tuna blended with creamy mayo then topped with your choice of crisp fresh veggies. According to the managing attorney who filed the suit, Alex Brown, quote, independent tests of multiple samples sold at different locations sold showed the absence of tuna or even fish protein. So, geez Louise down on my knees. I love the freaking tuna there. So if this is not fish, I don't know, but I don't care. Keep doing what they're doing. I order it on a flatbread. I ask them to put slather mayonnaise on both sides and then put the tuna on there. And then I ask them to melt American cheese on top in their toaster. It takes some convincing, but they will do it. As for veggies, I like black olives. And that is it. If they have alfalfa sprouts, I'll put that on top as well. And then I need their dipping sauce, which is extra, but it is chipotle mayo that I dip it into. And by the end of this sandwich, I am basically swimming in mayo. It has, the whole sandwich turns to soup. It is a mess, but it is absolutely delicious. So, Jesus Louise, that's what I have to say about it. Sorry, I was just imagining the sandwich that you were describing and uh, it kind of distracted me from what well, I, I, think was he, I think he said it was soup. I think he said he was eating soup. The thing about it is a lot of times people go out and they say, I want a soup and sandwich. And I say, so do I, but I want it to be one thing. So I get this tuna sub on a freaking flatbread roll and it's hot like soup and it's liquidy like soup, but it's also bread like sandwich and it is delicious. It's a cream-based soup, Doug Jordan. The cream is the mayo. Oh, the soup is the mayo. Sounds like a cream-based sandwich, if you're going to ask me. God bless you. Now, Doug Thank Jordan, you. have you 
have you ever delivered this to a subway before? No, I, I can say that I have not uh, delivered a, a fish to Subway. I'm sure they get their whatever it is from a regional distributor, so I don't even touch that stuff. So this very well may be true then. Yeah, you know, I, I've actually heard about this, and I've, I've heard a similar thing about their chicken. Uh, people have, have discovered that their chicken is like mostly soy protein and not really chicken at all, so I've heard that as well. So let's stay on the fish. What is the fish made out of? Sandy Fargus, theories, thoughts. Um, I mean, I, I I have so many freaking thoughts running through my head at the moment, but I keep coming back to you know freaking fifth dimensional, interdimensional, extraterrestrial bipedal bird aliens called blue alien. We know we know not what that what that creature tastes like when it's flaked and put on a freaking sandwich and then covered in soup made of mayonnaise and black olives. American cheese. Yeah, of course. Don't can't forget the American seas. Uh, yeah, who's who's to say it doesn't taste like um, you know similar to freaking uh, freaking tuna fish? Yeah, that's a good point, and that might be a strike in the favor of this. But I think I could also see them making it out of oatmeal. If you were to soak oatmeal, listen to me real quick, in fish sauce and mayo overnight. Until it became soft. I think it would taste quite a bit like tuna fish. Is that possible and how likely is it, Doug Jordan? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know about f- fish sauce is pretty tangy and it's got kind of like a vinegary. Uh, uh, I would you can say just, maybe you some can just tell him, to it. Just tell him no. No, that is not likely. I will go ahead and say it. No, I don't believe that it's vegan oatmeal. Well, I yeah, w- okay, no. I'm going to try making it. And... And I will tell you, I will make it tonight, and I will tell you tomorrow if I don't eat it all tonight and tell you tonight. But I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, but, I mean, oatmeal doesn't really have the consistency of a flaked uh, fish. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you, maybe you had this idea of this way to make and eat oatmeal that you were interested in trying. You don't need to claim it. You think it's this tuna fish so you can work it into the freaking show. It's clearly not using oatmeal as tuna fish in Subway sandwiches. Well, we shall see. <clears throat> last week, a wacky Amber Alert issued in Texas left state residents scratching their heads, according to the Huffington Post. The Amber Alert, which is normally used to notify the public of a child abduction, identified the suspect as a three-foot-tall red-headed adult wearing blue denim overalls with multicolored striped shirt. The suspect, who goes by the name Chucky, was last seen, quote, wielding a huge kitchen knife. According to the alert, Chucky had absconded with five-year-old son Glenn. The State Department of Public Safety Safety later issued a statement confirming that the message was released in error and was meant to be a test of the system. Chucky is the main character in the 1988 film Child's Play, and his son Glenn was born in the subsequent film Seed of Chucky. So, geez louise, down to my knees. Now I'm getting hung up on the word Seed of Chucky. Because we all know Chucky is a doll that is possessed. But what would his seed look like? Doug Jordan? Sandy Fargus has a bunch of yarn used to track the whereabouts of Evan Dawson. If the yarn were white, would that be what Chucky's seed looks like? Yeah. I think I think it's fair to assume that that's exactly what Chucky's seed looks like, is like white yarn. Yeah. And geez louise down on my knees, this must have really spooked some people. 
thinking Devil Chucky Child is out there trying to gubscond his son. But the thing is, his son is also bad. Kill two birds with one stone. I don't know. I'm confused about this story. Because I thought Chucky was a fictional character from a horror film. Now it just sounds like a demented with a kitchen knife. Yeah, I, um... And I saw, I saw what looked like a, uh, a video of uh, on, a, on a freaking subway train. I believe it was in New York. And it looked like there was a little, uh, well, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, a little dressed like Chucky chasing people on the freaking subway train. And, and it's very interesting now that this is coming out. I mean, this, this it seems like there's a freaking, uh, freaking Chucky freaking wave happening right now, uh, sweeping the freaking country, maybe, so to speak. Uh, and I think, you know, if, if we, we should all be very afraid, especially if you are, you know, have a fear of freaking yeah, as I do. Now, this harkens back to the era a few years back when people were dressing up as clowns and having sex with each other, but then also stalking people through the parks. And it was a anomaly, Doug Jordan. These clowns were out, and you never know where, but in the shadows they lurked, and they would come out at night and terrorize people. And then it stopped. And something stopped those clowns, I don't know what. But now they are back in the form of Chuckies and Glenn. I tell you what, though, those 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 clowns were freaking different. Because I, 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 I knew a guy who was one of those who was dressing up and doing one of those clown things. And, I, and he was just he was just in it for the freaking laughs. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, his name was Stu Gotts. He's, you actually we all know him. He's uh, he, yeah, he was one of those clowns guys. He told me, made me swear not to tell anybody. And I, this is the first, first time I'm revealing it. I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again. So, I mean, who knows if he's going to be mad at me or not? Well, did Stu Gotts get caught as a no, clown? He just hung it up. He just, he just got tired of it. He, he did it. You know, he, I said, are you still doing? That? I said, Stu, you're still doing that freaking clown thing you've been doing. And he said, No, I got, I got tired of it. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up my shoes. His giant shoes. Yeah. They were freaking hilarious. He looked real freaking hilarious, too. Doug Jordan, do you find clowns funny? Uh, in the right context, yeah. I mean, uh, at a circus, I find a clown pretty funny. Uh, maybe a video of a clown doing a, a trick, definitely very funny. But, you know, a, a clown uh, staring at you in, in, a, in the woods, in a park from the woods, uh, I, don't, I don't find that funny. I find that a little uh, frightening. I tell you what, I'm, I'm more afraid of someone who finds clowns funny. Because I've I've watched I've seen many clowns do many a thing and I've never once even cracked a freaking smile. I don't like their freaking shtick. I don't think it's. Uh, I'd much rather watch a freaking magician. Far more freaking entertaining than some bull clown. I agree I with Sandy Farkas. I I don't think you can compare a magician and a clown. I I think you can you can compare a, a clown and a mime, but a, a magician and a clown are a, a different cat. A magician's a different category. I mean, they both work at bringing birthday parties. Yeah, they're the same category, Doug Jordan. The yeah, but I mean, the magi- the magician is more. I feel more skilled than a than a clown or a mime, where they they can work an illusion. Well, are you, are you claiming that you believe magicians to actually know magic? Because it's it's all it's all just it's all just it's all just bull, Doug. Yeah, it sounds like you're talking. What you're talking about is a wizard, Doug Jordan. Well, no, I said illusion, so I, I'm definitely describing. Uh, Doug, there's no, there's no does. contest that a freaking wizard is much more talented than a clown. Yeah, and it a is sorcerer just... is the most. I mean, then the sorcerer is the most talented of all, and the most hard to destroy. Doug Jordan needs to be cast into the fire from whence it was born. Jesus, Louise, down on my knees. I've spoke on this before. I have a bad history with clowns. 
back in the day when I grew up in the 80s, neighborhood clowns were a thing. Every neighborhood had one, and mine had a very mischievous one named Snuggles the Clown that would pull pranks on the kids. And by the kids, I mean only me. He was a happy clown, so to speak, but with a dark secret. And that dark brown secret was wrapped in a candy wrapper. And he had much candy, but when he would hand me candy, as he would hand it out to all the other children, the candy that he would happen to hand me would be a carefully wrapped chocolate turd. With the words Tootsie Roll on it. And he got me every time. So... Sometimes when you talk, I'm, I'm always thinking, well, I can't believe this guy is in a mental institution. And then you tell a story like that, and it just kind of brings it all back, and it, it, it makes sense to me again. It is a group home for the criminally insane. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, we have one more freaking segment to get to really freaking quick. It is our week's guide to understanding football. With the Super Bowl less than a week away, we here at Our Week would like to shed some light on some of the more complicated concepts in American football in a little segment called Our Week's Guide to Understanding Football. So, Jeeves Louise, down on my knees, Sandy, the Sandman Fargus, I want to pass this off to you. First, we're going to start by describing the game of football in detail. Uh, sure. Um, so, um, we're to, to, to go ahead and take care of the basics right, right, out, right out the freaking gate, um, two freaking teams... Um, about about 15 to 20 uh, people on both teams on the field at once um freaking and one end is a freaking uh, is the freaking end zone at the other end is the touchdown and um basically what we want to do is uh there's a whole bunch of yards on the freaking uh thing and you want to run your freaking ball into the freaking um if you were on the team that started the touchdown you want to run your ball to the end zone and if you and vice freaking versa and you uh, accumulate freaking points by doing so uh, each freaking uh, uh score is a uh it, is an addition of freaking 10 points now we have some terms that people might not be so familiar with the first one is scrum there is a scrum at the beginning and end of every football game and nobody knows why and nobody knows what's going on but inside of that scrum secret things are happening amongst the players of both teams Fingers are placed in areas where they normally are not, especially on freaking network television, Doug Jordan. And tickles are had in places where you you can't show on the camera. That is why they get into a circle. And inside that circle, these secrets happen. And that begins the game and ends the game on a peculiar note, but a tradition nonetheless. The next one is scrimmage. Sandy the Sandman Fargus, can you explain a scrimmage for us, weakers and tweakers? Um, so this uh, this this can be freaking um, uh, freaking confusing, um, especially to the old people out there, because scrimmage is also a uh, little game uh, with cards and a uh, little board that old people play. But this is not the freaking scrimmage to which I am referring. Uh, this scrimmage um, that I am referring is basically where the man uh, whose uh, fingers are on his uh, on his freaking testicles. Uh, yeah, he is. That's where he freaking grabs the ball from between, well, the freaking butt cheeks of the man in front of him, 
and uh, and that is what begins the freaking scrimmage. Uh, and the scrimmage is what begins uh, the freaking uh, dis- the the, uh, the 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 uh, the travel up the freaking up the freaking diamond. Uh, hopefully into the freaking point maker. And that is when uh, first one to freaking 150 uh, freaking wins. That is beautiful. And Doug Jordan, can you explain what encroachment it means? Because that they say that a lot, and a lot of weakers and tweakers are confused. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think that you know, pretty straightforward. Your your encroachment. The when the ball is passed, uh, there's an encroachment upon it, uh, each other that you that have to go through uh, yeah. every day. Uh, right. And it's kind of a, a way to your encroach. Your the encroachment is uh, encroaching into the territory. Yeah. And, and he was right. He was right when he mentioned that it happens every day. If that's something that you have to worry about as a football player every day, because it happens every single day. Yeah, even after the game is over, is what you're saying? I mean, it happens nearly a freaking hundred times a day for these people, uh, and, this, and it follows them for the rest of their freaking lives. Yeah. Yep. Even when the game is over. Now, the next word that people might not notice is wildcat. Now, a wildcat is when one of the players goes rogue and this happens this happens usually once a game and uh, a player on each team will go rogue turn into a wildcat and they will start they often tackle their own players or they will score a touchdown in the opposite end giving the points to the other team or they will dunk the football like a basketball through the goalposts. it is it's very similar to fighting in hockey it's not part of the game but without it why would we watch the wildcat is 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 almost as good. It's a next to the halftime. It's almost as good as the whole the whole shebang, as they say. Andy, the Sandman Fargus, can you help us with horse collar? What does that mean? Well, this is a freaking interesting one. Uh, the freaking uh, horse collar is. Uh this is a one. Um, what is very freaking interesting about this is that this is actually uh, this takes place in the freaking stands uh, with the freaking with the freaking sports betters and the freaking bookies. Uh, it comes from uh, the term horse collar is derived from uh, the, the original freaking sports betting, the freaking horse races. Uh, this is when you are freaking betting that something horrible is going to happen to a player, and uh, and you pull a few strings to make sure it is so. Uh, you say, oh, I'm, I know about a sure thing. This guy's going to go down in the freaking in the third in the third half. And so you go, okay, great. And you freaking slip some a man some money, and he's going to freaking horse collar the player, and it's going to put money in your freaking pocket, and you're going to go home freaking happy, and you're going to buy your freaking wife the freaking hot tub that she's been freaking asking for. Yeah. But then the moment you get alone, you're going to freaking play with yourself in that hot tub, and she's going to be upset with you because you gunked it up, and it doesn't freaking bubble right any longer. I'd be worried that if I was playing myself in the hot tub, that after I was done, that water would go back inside, and it would sure. be that salt water with the chemicals in it, and then I would I might have to go to a doctor. Maybe it would fall off. So. And that's and that's a very smart thing to be freaking afraid of. But these are the chances you take when you're when you're when you're really getting into freaking football. Yeah, or a hot tub. Sure. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our week in review. We love you so freaking much. We're so hot and for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. I forgot to mention that Screech died. I knew you were going to say it. I knew that that was going to be what you said. Yeah, Screech is dead. Uh, we should have said something on the show. Uh, in memoriam, poor fella. I loved him. He was the classic freaking physical comedian on that show, Doug Jordan. 
Dead Jordan, would yeah. you enlighten us with one of your Screech memories, please? As the show winds out. Uh, yeah, every time I think of uh, Screech, I think that there was an episode where he wore a, a purple shirt uh and uh and jeans and he did something funny in that purple shirt and jeans and i and i always remembered that i wanted the the purple shirt and the, and the jeans wow what a what a boring memory